Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Go ahead and get this turned down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned in to episode 167 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Um, sorry for the wait. There wasn't an episode last week. Um, just real busy with stuff around the house, and you know, just uh, man, a lot of fucking yard work. I'm I, I live on an acre of land, and um, I got quite a bit of trees, right? So I got, I think, nine trees on my property, and they some big-ass trees, and I got a lot of fucking leaves. So you can imagine, you know, cleaning up, you know, an acre of land with, you know, nine fucking trees, big-ass trees. I got maple, I got a, a few maple trees, and I think uh, one, uh, one walnut tree, there's a walnut tree out there, and I don't know what the other ones are, but man my 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 yard it looked it looked like um you know like an instagram filter or something when the leaves is falling and shit like the whole ground was just colors it was beautiful but i just had to let my grass breathe and it just looks raggedy if you don't rake your leaves i don't, I don't know it just looks real raggedy i seen a a post um I was reading about, you know, the best way to clean up leaves because usually I just mulch them with my mower. You know, I just hop on my John Deere and just just mow them shits down. And, you know, you go over it, you know, like two, three times till it's like real fine. And then it just turns into food for the grass or whatever. And uh, it goes right back into the earth. That's that, that's what I was doing. Um, but this article is talking about you should just let the leaves be. And I'm just like, no. But it says because it helps uh, it helps keep the keeps the bugs out of your house because they 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 find shelter underneath the leaves and the ground under there and they won't, you know, gravitate towards your home or whatever. But it just looks raggedy as fuck because they don't decom decompose uh, after, um, you know, when the spring comes, you know, as soon as all that snow melts and you just left with a bunch of dead fucking leaves on your yard. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, so I spent, me and the wife spent, I felt bad because, you know, she's about five months pregnant now. And so she was out there getting it in. I'm telling her to go in the house and I'll go ahead and knock it out. And she out there, you know, with the rake and, the, you know, putting leaves in bags and shit. So we about to, you know, probably fuck around and have a baby come out there with a six pack and shit like that. How much she just be working, you know? And, um, yeah, so I just was doing that, um, you know, a lot of yard work and, um, a lot of shit I had to handle. I'm flipping a whole bunch of sneakers and stuff like that. And then I'm working on another project that I got off to the side. So I've been, you know, really putting my my time into that, just keeping some stuff to myself. And um, yeah, I got my birthday coming up. And uh, yeah, so I'm be on the on the downside of the of my 30s. And that's 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 gonna be an eye opener in a couple in a few weeks. 
that's gonna be an eye opener because i'll be on i'll be closer to 40 than i am 30 with my my birthday coming up i'll be the the big three six so i'll be on that three six mafia tip so i'm on the downside of 30 you know it's all downhill from there so i'm i'm leaning towards 40 and um so i'm doing the um no shave november and uh i've I just been in it what, what what's today the fifth is uh, so i've only been doing it for like five days so you know my beard's coming in and you know um and and there's a lot more gray than last year and uh i'm just like what is going on like it's just it's only been a year and now all of a sudden i just got more white whiskers you know popping out my cheeks you know and my chin so we'll see we'll see how it looks i mean if it if i can have that salt and pepper look by the time i'm 40 I, I can live with that i can live with that you know i ain't gonna be you know one of these these negroes out here you know who's dressed who's dressing young and shit like that looking like fabulous how old is fabulous 40 41 or something and that nigga dressed like he's 16 years old that that nigga be killing me with these outfits boy me and the homie from work we was talking and then me and the homie dot was talking too and um the homie from work he's he's like early i think he's 30 or 31 and uh we were talking about and the homie dot um i don't know how old dot is though but shout out to dot um so i think he's around the same age we're all in our 30s so i was this is two separate conversations but we was just talking about how you know how we get into that age where you can't be wearing all these goofy ass sneakers because i had a pair of um russell westbrook's um why not 0.2s um but i had the rare joints um what's that girl's name kale's amy or something like that she she's a she's like a she works closely with jordan brand and she makes like these custom kicks for russell westbrook but so her and nike partnered together and they made these sneakers where like half of it's white like half of it's white and then on the other side it's like little like squares of you know all the shoes that he wore last season and they only made 500 pairs and um and so uh i i actually won a pair um and uh you know it was only like 150 bucks and so i was talking about selling them and i was talking with the homie from work and uh because I, I was like man i'm too old to be wearing this because they some fresh ass sneakers but they're too busy for me you know what i'm saying it's 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 not clean lines you know simple block colors you know what i'm saying like just two-tone colors you know or three colors um because that's pretty much the most that i'll do in my sneakers now that i'm older is like three different colors you know what i'm saying uh, i can't do all these busy ass designs and colors like they were some fresh ass sneakers but i ended up flipping them for almost 100 bucks more than what i sold them i got i, I bought them for 150 and i sold them for like 240 or whatever and um and it, I, we was just talking about that and he was like yeah i think i'm getting the same way you know i just want to do you know like simple shoes and you know things of that sorts and and then me and the homie dot we was talking about it on instagram because i think i posted a pair of ones that's about to come out on my insta story and he hit me up and was like those are fire and uh and i was telling him about the chicago ones are about to come back out the white red and black joints the white and red ones with the black swoosh and and he was just talking about yeah that's pretty much all i'm gonna be rocking from here on out you know just being you know a cool older guy and i'm like that's pretty much what i'm on too and i've and i've noticed that for probably about the past i'm gonna say probably about the past eight years i've I really been on that kick i ain't really been rocking 
you know sneakers with a crazy you know whacked out design I, and i'm looking at my sneaker wall behind me i think the craziest kicks that i have is a pair of um ice creams uh the reebok ice creams way back from like 2005 2000 about 2007 i think they came out uh, about yeah about 12 years ago and shit 12 years ago shit i was what 23 yeah i was 23 so 23 24 so and i still got them because they some fire ass kicks but i don't even wear them they just sitting up on my sneaker wall just on display but everything like that i've bought or as far as sneakers and shit is just real simple designs just real simple you know throwback jays you know air jordan ones all the way up to you know the 13s you know that's and that's what i'm saying it's just i think i'm a, and then i'm leaning right now more so more so towards like the ones you know the air jordan ones just because they're just such a classic look and they don't have like too many crazy color schemes and then the ones that do have the crazy color scheme i don't really rock them like that like the craziest pairs of ones that i got are like the i won the um on the raffles the travis scott ones and them motherfuckers is like black they like the swoosh is black and then the rest is like brown and white but the pair of sneakers they came with like five fucking different pairs of uh of uh shoelaces it's like pink red brown black and white now i'm not i'm not even gonna throw in a pink pair of uh shoelaces in that motherfucker then i got a pair of uh those uh eric costin ones which is fire because they're they're just true they're they're a pair of lows and they're true to um they're true to the uh, the old school uh, Air Jordan Lowe's with the thinner check mark on it. And the only thing that's different about them, they're Carolina blue and white. And then the inside is just a little tag that says $24.99 on it. Like, that's it. But, yeah, I'm just, I don't know if I'm just getting old or I just don't want to be out here. Uh, you know, more of the story. I know a lot of y'all don't give a fuck about sneakers, but I'm a huge sneakerhead. Um, I just don't want to be looking silly as fuck. Like, if y'all go, go look at... Uh, fabulous instagram page like he looks like a clown like he still looks young in the face but it's just like dog you like 40 years old and why are you dressing like this you know what i'm saying with these uh these racing jackets and you know and just because it's an expensive brand like balenciaga don't mean that the shit is fire like a, like them chunky ass shoes like those shoes are the same kicks that women used to wear back in the early 2000s with like jinko jeans you know what i'm saying like those um those chunky ass feelers they used to be out back in the days and shit like that it's just like my nigga why are you wearing those like he, he just he dresses like a 15 year old and i just look at that and i'm like i don't want to be that nigga i don't want to be so in denial of my age that i'm out here running around here just looking like a plum fucking fool but i got a bunch of money so ain't nobody telling me that i look like a fucking fool you know what i'm saying but i don't know that's just that's just me it's just me and i i, I like that i know like-minded people like me that's just more refining their style in a sense of you know let me wear some fire ass kicks but they're not loud or crazy looking and 
you know just keep it on pushing you know what i'm saying so like i said my sneakers from here on out they really ain't gonna have more than three colors in them you know what i'm saying it'll be two main colors and you know maybe some little accents and that's pretty much all i've been rocking actually like i said for the like the past seven eight years so it is what it is but um let's go ahead and get started on that good old summer damn jam screen i ain't really have too much to talk about you know when i was bullshitting before um it looks like the uh keystone pipeline burst up there in uh south dakota it was over 383,000 gallons spilled into the north dakota wetlands you know how fucking crazy that is now if y'all don't remember uh with that keystone pipeline uh the xl one that's the ones uh that's the that's the main that's that big ass one that they're planning on building and all the native folks and bunch of other colored folks was out running around here you know in uh nebraska and the dakotas you know uh protesting and shit like that and so the the original keystone pipeline is about what about 2200 miles uh from canada to the u.s midwest and um it it has been having a huge history of oil spills you know and so this is spilled out into the rural wetlands in north dakota um before they actually you know got to it that's crazy and then with this uh the keystone xl pipeline that would actually be um close to like fresh water sources so that was the whole thing people were like tripping about they were just like yo what the fuck and so now they're talking about you know they'll they'll make sure that this doesn't happen again you know that's what the manufacturers are saying and all this other bullshit um but this is the eighth largest um let me let me pull it up real quick I, yeah yeah here it is the eighth largest uh oil spill in the u.s since 2010 and that's according to um data from the u.s department of transportation's pipeline and the hazmat safety administration um man it was a mix of crude oil and tar sands crude um let's see what else so man so this is the thing this is what's fucked up because we know that with that keystone xl pipeline it was going to run through like some rich parts of uh of uh, some of these towns of, of these different states and then uh they were like nah get that shit the fuck out of here and now it's running through they're trying to make it run through like uh native lands and shit like that you know near reservations and shit like that and it's going to be close to drinking water sources and this shit just seem it just seems so fucking ancient don't it like with this like with this uh with the cheeto and chiefs administration it just seems like so ancient because back with the obama administration everything was you know offering like huge tax cuts and breaks to companies for investing in like clean energy so like solar power wind power and um and actually water powered um you know sources of energy and then you saw an influx of people like buying like priuses and shit like that but then with this administration it's just it feels like we've been rolled back to like the early 90s you know when you heard all them stories about people like striking oil in their homes and shit like that or in their backyards and shit like that like they discovered oil like crude oil and shit like those small little reservations of it like down in texas and shit it seemed like you will see a story like when i was a kid of people like striking oil and shit and like 
like the 80s and the 90s and shit like that it, it just seems so primitive but i mean it's just a lot of old dudes with a lot of money want more money and it's like fuck you know poor poor people you know what i'm saying it's just like fuck them you know if they get you know we're gonna build this fucking you know this pipeline and they're they're selling it to the poor folks like oh it's gonna be jobs you know constructing this pipeline and all this other shit and, and then there was a documentary what the fuck was that documentary me and the wife watched it years ago i don't even think we was at the house yet we was back in our apartment downtown and there was and it was about um people who chased jobs in small towns like for like oil and fracking and stuff like that and it just showed that it really didn't um help the economy of the small towns where they were like fracking or drilling for oil because it would be so many people coming from major cities driving into those small towns who were like uh, qualified you know as far as um drivers drillers um general labor you know who had experience uh working with oil and stuff like that and oil refineries that they would actually come in and take all the jobs and then it would be like a super long line of locals trying to get like a general labor job but it was so many skilled people coming from out of town that they would get hired first so it actually didn't benefit the local economy the only thing it would benefit with the local economy would be like hotels and like the local walmarts and targets and shit like that that's the only thing like the actual economy didn't get a boom because those people weren't getting those jobs so a lot and so then as soon as the job was over after they extracted all the crude oil or did all the fracking or whatever then those people would you know band up and get up out of town so it really doesn't help at all let's see what else we got on that good old summer damn jam screen so i saw this article um on facebook and i had to do some research to make sure it was true and it was and it was just saying that basically they located the origin of all humanity in africa like we all knew that life came from africa right because africa was is pretty much is still pretty much feeding the whole world but so many years ago you know it was nothing but fresh water you had everything there that you needed it was it was eden is with how they describe eden in the bible uh the garden of eden that's what africa was right so they um basically it's in southern africa so let me see here so this was a study by the um the Garvin Institute of Medical Research in Sydney, Australia. So Vanessa Hayes and her colleagues, they gathered more than 1,200 DNA samples from people in Southern Africa. Um, and the samples uh, were all the mitochondrial DNA. So that's um, the that you inherit straight from your mother. And they used this to create like a family tree um, uh, when ancient populations split. So they concluded that the oldest lineage emerged about 200,000 years ago, uh, which they interpret as the origin of our species as, as us today. So this is um, there's a wetland called. Let me get this right. Makadigadi, Makadigadi, Okavango in Botswana. 
so this wetland doesn't exist anymore but now now the region they say is like a salt pan because it was uh created when the lake dried up but it was a huge lake that existed um from two million years ago up until about ten thousand years ago and uh so it's basically saying that's where we pretty much were like at just chilling living and loving life and then people started to um migrate up out of there once the climate shifted so that's basically how you get different races of people right so you had so and that's what explains how we look so different so that's why you have black folks that's why our hair is curly and it curls up towards the sun because and this is proven to keep the heat off our necks because it was so hot and that's why we got bigger nostrils so we can cool the brain because we lived in a hotter climate and then the same thing with if you look at white folks europeans that's why their hair is straight and flat so it can warm the back of the neck and their nostrils are slimmer because the brain doesn't need to be cooled as much so that's just a scientific fact so that just breaks down the um differences and because of the climate that we lived in right so that's why black folks hate the winter with a passion and this is why you see white folks out when it's 29 degrees out and they outside standing with a t-shirt on and some shorts and some flip-flops and they just like it ain't even that cold and you just like yo it's fucking freezing out here son so let's see the team argues that humans only spread beyond um the okavango when the climate shifted so in support of this um uh they said there was changes in the earth's orbit over the last 200,000 years it would have shifted africa's rain belts opening green corridors um from that okavango region to other parts of africa so these changes seem to uh, coincide with population splits uh, revealed by the mitochondrial DNA 130,000 years ago. A small group broke away to the northeast, followed by bigger dispersal to the southwest about 110,000 years ago. I think that's just fucking dope, though, that they were actually to pinpoint where the fuck we were at. Like how to pinpoint that and then what's even crazier is so once you start having these groups migrate out of africa you know they start heading um so that would be northeast or just north heading into europe um they were running into uh a, a, a sister or a brother of the homo sapiens species which is the neanderthal and um so uh, some some of those people were mating with those and that's why some caucasian folks they'll have that um it's some kind of gene but it's very small now because it's almost been bred out of white folks some white folks uh that neanderthal gene and then they try to say that that explains some of the um some of the survival methods that um of violence that a lot of um so-called white folks have so i mean it ain't it's a theory but i don't know if that's really been proven but that's how you get a lot of um that's why you get some white folks with curly hair and things like that when they're you know made it with that brother species of homo sapiens you know the low brows and shit like that so and then um that's why 
And it also is why you have white supremacists don't like Jews because they consider them to be like octoroons, which is like one eighth black. You know, they consider them to be, you know, just a mutt class of just all these mixed bloodlines and things like that, that they're not pure white. But that's neither here nor there. I don't want to be called like a, a, a bigot for talking about, um, you know, us migrating and you know people having relations with uh, uh you know uh, a lower lowbrow species and all this other shit it's just th different theories that different scientists have okay um let's see what else is going on on that summer damn jam screen oh and speaking of uh you know just different folks me and my wife went and seen this korean movie this past weekend called parasite and let me tell you about this motherfucker here. So it's based on the whole movie is subtitled. It's in Korean and it's about this dusty ass family of scammers. Right. So the son is like super smart. The daughter is super smart and the parents are just lazy as fuck. So they live in like this basement apartment and uh, it floods sometime. Excuse me. And so, um, and so his homeboy who's in college, the son's homeboy comes to him and like, Hey, I'm, uh, you know, I'm tutoring this girl and she comes from a wealthy family, but I got to head off to, to the university. So I got to head off to college. So I recommended you because you're smart. And I guess they both served in the military together, the Korean military or something like that. And he's like, you're, you know, you're super smart. And, um, you know, I feel like you can teach her and then it's some good money. And he was talking about how gullible the fam family is. And so uh, and so he's like, you know, but I ain't go to college. And he's like, well, you can figure something out from all your years of, you know, helping people get into college. Because I guess he was taking a test for people and how smart he was in the military. He's like, you can figure something out. So the daughter, his sister, uh, his sister is real smart and she's like computer smart and, and things like that. And so she prints up some bootleg stuff for him, like bootleg or like college certificates and uh, diplomas and stuff like that. And so basically the whole family scams their way into uh, working for this rich family. And then the shit just goes haywire after that. And I don't want to give away the rest of the movie, but it is showing at film streams. And I think it is showing at Alamo Draft House um, out there in La Vista. But if y'all see this movie, like if it pops up on Netflix, like, uh, you know, next year or something, please watch it. It's a really good movie. And it puts you on like this thrilling roller coaster ride because you're like, OK, this family is getting away with this scam, you know, and something's gonna happen something's gonna happen and it's gonna get dark real fast and it does a great job of just building up to the climax and there's some stuff about classism and uh you know just taking things into your own hands and it it's a good it's a good it's a good story it's a good movie um it be, we went and seen it at film streams which is an independent theater here in uh, the city um they have a couple and we went and seen it and the line was damn near out the door to see this movie because i was like are all these people here to see this movie because it was just such a and i guess it's like critic critically acclaimed like the director is or whatever but the thing is I didn't know that many people knew about it because wasn't nobody really talking about it. Like if you looked at like the film streams post and the Instagram post of it. But when we got to the theater, we showed up to the theater probably about 640 thinking it wasn't going to be too crazy. 
that goddamn line was damn near out the door. People was just, you know, belly to butt in that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? But it was a really, really good movie because I thought I was going to be burned by it because uh, how the the critics uh, loved uh, that movie Midsummer, And I read all the reviews of this movie Parasite and I was just like, damn, I was like, I'm going to give it a try. But because I've been burned before by critically acclaimed movies and uh like midsummer was trash to me just terrible but parasite was really good and if you worried about um watching a movie with uh subtitles grow the fuck up that's all i heard in line was people complaining about oh i don't know if i can pay attention to what's going on and read at the same time it was like grow the fuck up like some of the best movies i've seen were foreign movies and it's it's not hard i mean your, your eyes get trained in the first fucking three four minutes and i mean just just fucking grow up people and speaking of growing up popeye's chicken has uh brought back the sandwich nationwide and you know what was crazy to me after all the hoopla and all that other shit that was going on um and i say growing up because folks need to grow up all these shenanigans i'm seeing online and i talked about this before uh back in the summer when the chicken sandwich came out now um okay so what's crazy here is uh you know it, it, it wasn't it was pretty much phased away but in small um towns here in the midwest they still was selling it like um where my wife and her people are from up in um up in uh, Sioux City, Iowa, their their Popeyes, they only got one Popeyes there. They they never stopped selling that chicken sandwich. But ain't nothing but pretty much white folks and Native Americans that live up in uh, Sioux City though. That's pretty much all who lives up there. And so that you know motherfuckers wasn't going crazy up there. So I knew people, Black Omahaans, who would go up there, drive that hour and a half. So that's three hours round trip <laughs> to uh, go get that chicken sandwich. And they would be posting it on their social media, stunting on niggas. Um, so it really wasn't that crazy here in the city. And then today, um, I had a dentist appointment. I went and got a crown put on. And uh, a side note, uh, and I and I hate to do this, but uh, my dentist is a brother. And uh, shout out to him, Dr. Jones. Great brother, great brother. Uh, great, uh, very affordable rates, and you know they let you make payment plans and things like that. And dude is thorough, does thorough work. Been working on my teeth for a long time. I got some raggedy ass teeth, y'all. I ain't even gonna lie. They white and they pretty, but they weak as fuck, boy. I got some some pretty white teeth, some pink gums, but them bitches is weak as water, boy. And um, so I had a crown put in, but. Uh, when I was waiting in there today, the person, the patient before me had an accident and shit on themselves. Now, if you know me, you know that I hate grown people shit. I cannot stand it. I, I can't even stand the smell of my own shit right i do a courtesy as soon as the turd hits the t hits the toilet hits the water i'm flushing because i don't want to smell my own shit i cannot stand the smell of shit okay and i i go as far as my wife laughs at me but when i go in our our, our main bathroom with the, the the main bathroom with the bidet 
I uh, and that's where we shower and brush our teeth at. I put our toothbrushes in the me- in the cabinet. We got like this big storage cabinet. So when I that, when I take a shit, there's not gonna be any poop particles on our toothbrush. I'm just paranoid like that. I don't play like that. And my wife is like, "Is that why you put it in the in the cabinet?" And I'm like, "Yes, because I don't want poop particles on our toothbrush. I don't play that shit." We did an experiment as kids uh, with a. Uh, and this is what fucked me up. This <laughs> we did an experiment as kids with um with uh with a with uh showing why why there's a lid on the toilet, so why you should do it when you pee and why you should do it when you poop. And we put um a black light uh and like this neon like um paint or whatever like in the toilet or whatever and uh well this black light like solution or whatever and we flushed the toilet with um with the with the lid open and it just showed like you put the black light and it just shows just the splatters everywhere just all over the fucking room and so that's from that day forward from me being a small child moving forward i always kept the lid closed and always put my toothbrush in the cabinet when i took a shit (laughs) i just always did that right because that's fucking disgusting so now i'm at the dentist's office and the patient before me shit on herself or himself i don't know who it was and so i go into the dentist's office and i'm like yo what the fuck is that smell i'm just like because it's a small dentist's office and there's only one bathroom but the bathroom has a big ass industrial vent right so i'm just like oh somebody must have didn't hit that second light switch to turn on the vent so i'm up front paying for my tooth you know what i'm saying before i go in because uh my dr jones don't play that you gotta pay first and then he'll come and then he'll see you and rightfully so and so uh she she's you know swiping my debit card or whatever and uh and then she's like you know i'm sorry um you know the patient before you is gonna be a little bit um the patient before you had an accident or whatever and then i'm just like oh somebody shit on themselves right and so and so i'm waiting there and then uh dr jones mama she she comes out and uh she's she she can't take it she she just can't take it like she works the reception desk which is dope him hiring his mama you know to work part-time there and um and so she's like we gotta air this out and so i help move a plant to keep the door open so now it's fucking it's like 33 degrees outside so it's cold but we trying to get that shit smell up out of there right and so it still smells like shit and dr jones is like he was like he was like brother bradford that's what he calls me and he was like you gonna come on back and i'm just like fuck i'm glad to have my mouth wide open and this whole dentist office smell like shit god damn and that was just like my worst fear man like i just felt like i felt like i was about to just throw up in my dentist's face when he was putting in my crown i was just like and luckily it wasn't a whole like root canal you know then putting in the fake crown and all this he just had to put the permanent crown in so it was just you know popping some glue in there and then just boom does it fit right yep and i'm just like i need to get the fuck on up out of here and uh so anyways going back to the popeye's chicken story (laughs) i went up there and i and i grabbed a a chicken sandwich and it wasn't busy at all but then i looked at the um the clock in my truck and i'm like oh it's only 12 30 niggas don't get up until about two o'clock so i ain't really gotta deal with the bullshit and so i was in the drive-thru for maybe three minutes now moving forward 
I just seen that a nigga got stabbed in Maryland over this chicken sandwich and he lost his life. Okay, so this happened in Maryland. Uh, I guess the brother started arguing. Somebody jumped the line or something and then they took it out to the street and the nigga got juxt over a goddamn chicken sandwich. You know how crazy this is? Uh, and he was, the brother was only 28. The man was only 28 years old and you lost your life over a chicken sandwich over a chicken sandwich and then i seen another video where this woman is literally grinding the side of her car up against the yellow concrete uh cylinders to try to get in line at the drive-thru for this chicken sandwich and i'm just like it ain't that fucking deep and I almost thought about grabbing my my uh, my birthday gift to myself, which I got is a I bought a new Glock 43X, and I'm like, do I have to have this? You know, will I go get a chicken sandwich? Cause a nigga got chooks cause of that. But then I was just like, I don't think niggas really gonna be with that smoke in Omaha like that over a chicken sandwich. And luckily so, nobody's was with that kind of smoke. But you know how crazy it is for my mind to jump to the conclusion like, hey, I need to grab my pistol before I go get a chicken sandwich for lunch. That is wild. That is fucking wild. And I know, and I know Chick-fil-A is just sitting up there with they homophobic ass just sitting up there just stroking their imaginary beard like, Mm, these niggas is foolish you know what i'm saying and i should have had that and hold this l but I can't, we, we can't do that you know i think it was just one of those a nigga moment that went to the extreme you know what i'm saying have y'all ever and i'm gonna ask my ask to ask the family this y'all ever been in a situation where it was something so petty but it elevated to like the height of just some shit where i will just end the motherfucker right here right here and now i've been in so many of them damn moments and i'm just like i'm just glad that i've grown as a person you know what i'm saying because there's been times where i was like yo i don't give a fuck about nothing i will lose all this shit right now i will jeopardize my freedom right now to prove my point and that's what's happening right now with this goddamn chicken sandwich and i want folks to remember that it's just a chicken sandwich that's all it is it i mean it ain't going nowhere just take your time be patient i mean i've seen employees turning on each other fighting at each other because of this damn sandwich and that's just some crazy shit it is just crazy and then i seen one nigga he was up here mad as fuck because he ordered like 10 of them sandwiches and then he up here slapping the counter and pointing and shit like that and i'm just like it ain't that fucking deep it is not that fucking deep but what it is is just the status thing it's just something and um and how I know it's a status thing, it's just one of those things like I got something that you don't got and it's a confidence boost and it's something as simple as a chicken sandwich because they started selling it, I think, on uh, Sunday and people start posting it on their Snapchats, IG stories, their um, Facebook stories and shit like that. Like I have to wait in line, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's just one of those things where we're just so used to not having shit that you know a chicken sandwich is like validation like i got something that you ain't got you know what i'm saying i'm stunting on niggas with a chicken sandwich with a four dollar chicken sandwich you know what i'm saying that that's just it's wild to me but what's even wilder is that 
just going back somebody lost their life over a fried piece of bird chest a, a a chicken titty you lost your life over that is some shit boy it wasn't no crack rock it wasn't money it wasn't no rims it wasn't a car it wasn't a female you lost your life for a chicken titty like that is wild but anyways i'm gonna leave it to my man hove hove did you try that chicken sandwich yet don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen i smoke rocks i smoke rocks all right thank you so much tyrone biggums for that lovely intro of selling hope like damn dope um let's talk about your man kanye omari west uh, I just listened to his interview he did with Big Boy, um, what was it, last week? Late last week? Was it last Saturday I listened to it? Um, so it might have been Saturday or Sunday I listened to it, and um, this man is truly fell in love with uh, white supremacists. I don't know if this man thinks that he's an honorary white man or what. Uh, just because of the family that he hangs out with and these new crowds that he's uh, hanging out with and the love that he's getting from so-called white supremacists and suspected white supremacists. So um, he's based. So Big Boy is just asking about the new album. He's going off on tangents about. Um, let me just say this. So Kanye has a colonized mind. I'm going to say that. If you asked Kanye West to draw a picture of Jesus Christ, it would be the image, the popular image um, that they've given us, which is the white man with the long hair and the uh, 80s rocker look. That's so by proxy, the white man is God. So basically, Kanye is getting white validation right now. And so he's going off the deep end talking about black folks don't have to be democrats and you know uh, you know this whole thing about he starts he sounds like all he's been watching is like far right wing videos on youtube and now he has like this sense of freedom because he thinks he's an honorary white person and now that he's out of debt with the success of the Yeezy line with Adidas, this man is just talking all kinds of greasy about black folks and is getting to the point where he's alienating black folks, where he's basically just left black folks behind. And I'll tell you why. So the whole interview, he's just going off, you know, just dumb shit, you know, just uh, talking about people need to get back to Christ and all this other shit and how um, Christ saved his life, which is I have no problem with a man finding religion uh, to elevate themselves and their souls. I have no problem with that at all. Um, but we know the co the comments that Kanye has made in the past. And, you know, you, yeah, I thought, you know, it was him just trying to, you know, clout chase and, you know, try to build something up. But, you know, he saw the reaction that he got from suspect suspected white supremacists. And he's just like, oh, I like this. I like being the pet Negro. And the interview got really good, probably the last four to six minutes when Big Boy told him, 
you know, don't forget about us, meaning black folks and black, the black community that elevated him to this level, right? And then Kanye went on a rant. This was very interesting. I hope folks picked this up. And he said he didn't care what black Twitter thought. He said he's been canceled so many times and he don't give a damn about what black Twitter thinks. So Big Boy asked him if he cared about what white Twitter thought and Kanye does care. He said, I do care. And he said he loves how Jack Dorsey, one of the creators of uh, Twitter, how he comes over his house and helps him read over contracts and shit like that. And so now that Kanye has infiltrated white spaces, instead of being a pioneer, he wants to be a puppet or the token. And this is coming from a man, some of the stuff that he was saying was just outrageous, and he admits that he doesn't read. So this lets me know, he reminds me of, you know how jail niggas come home and they done read a few books and they think that they smarter than everybody, so they start preaching, just listen to a Kevin Gates interview. He talks like a lot of jail niggas who done read a couple of books, uh, why they did like a little six, seven month bid, right? And so Kanye is that same way, but with YouTube uh, right wing talking points. That's what it is. And he was going off talking about how, how can I be, you know, with the white supremacists when I said George Bush doesn't care about black people. Then he asked, then Big Boy asked him about this whole Trump thing. And he was like, well, I like my racist straight up in my face or something to that extent. But he couldn't uh, elaborate or actually make a valid point. And so this is when it's getting to me. It's just like, okay, he's infiltrated these white spaces with these crazy ass rants by saying that slavery was a choice and not being able to read upon different slave revolts that went on all through the South. And um, like those seminal wars and different things that went on. And, um, you know, it's one of those things where I just get the feeling that he just sits up on YouTube and he just watches a couple of videos and he's just like, oh, okay, this person's making a great point. And that's it without him doing his own research. And that's one of the main reasons that I always post links to articles of different topics in the show notes so you can read that and you can go to your own wormhole and come to your own conclusion. And it's so dangerous because a man like Kanye West has a huge platform, but he's so wrong. That is so dangerous. And that just reminds me of the Cheeto and Cheat. You know, it's very fitting in this time in America. You know, we have this man that has this huge platform, leader of the whole free world, and he's wrong about pretty much everything, or a lot of things, I should say. Right? So we're seeing this on the entertainment level with uh, Kanye West. And uh, it was heartbreaking because I, I used to be a huge fan and, you know, I was just like, oh, he ain't been the same since his mama died. You know, I'm one of them people that was making those excuses for him. But listening to that interview, he's really just going off the deep end and he thinks that he's like this uh, white creative genius, you know, like a uh, Walt Disney or something like that. He, he puts himself in that collective and now that he's infiltrated these white spaces and you know i think that he's being around nothing but white folks and niggas with money who act white uh, you know i think that he feels like he's an honorary member of the white community because it broke my heart i'm not gonna lie when he said he doesn't care what black twitter thinks and then when 
big boy asking, well, do you care about what white Twitter thinks? And he said, he, I do care. And I love Jack Dorsey. And I, that's when I was just like, that's it. That's, I'm done with Kanye West. I'm fucking done with this, this overgrown coon. Like he was, he was talking about how people called him a coon, but it's just like, look at your, your movements. Look how you move and like, just look what you're showing us, right? And your wife out here getting uh, working with uh, black attorneys and getting black folks off, and you up here running around here with a goddamn MAGA hat on, talking about you know slavery was a choice and just saying all kind of dumb, stupid shit. And then he went on to say, you know, I've been canceled this many times, and you know people still love me, and you know all this other shit. And, it, and you know people were talking about that on Twitter when he had that Sunday service at the uh, HBCU, was it? Was it Howard that he had it at, or something like that? And all them black folks was there, and uh, you know that's the thing, you know that does this online cancel culture crossover into the real world. At times it does, at times it doesn't. You know, at times some some folks can transcend that. And I think that we forgive Kanye West for all the wrongs he did because a lot of the music he made was the soundtrack to our lives. You know, but now this man is just so far gone, it just doesn't make any sense. And I think he needs to hit rock bottom again, you know, before he realizes, yo, I fucked up. The people who really fuck with me, who really elevated me, you know, it's one of those things where if we put it on a smaller level it would be the equivalent of you know somebody you know getting a good job you know what i'm saying somebody you, you helped somebody get a good job or you helped somebody get their foot in the door at your job and you showed them the ropes and how things work and you know and you you know put them on and everything and then they become your supervisor and you and you're like that's cool i put them on you know no 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 hate here you know i'm not hating on that my man get your money and then all of a sudden you know he turns into you know like a white overseer you know he starts hobnobbing with the higher ups and uh forgets about you know where he came from you know what i'm saying it's it's, it's one of those things to be elevated by black folks and catapulted to the top and then all of a sudden it's just like you just turn to the dark side by you know being uh uh honorary white supremacist or having some white supremacist talking points and then just turn your back on your people like that that was heartbreaking to hear that and he was just so gassed up so gassed like he started rambling off and naming all these people like jack dorsey Adidas and all this other shit and how much money he's getting and stuff like that and then it was just like fuck them broke niggas like that's 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 the that's the vibe that I got but if y'all really watch the last 10 minutes of the interview I'll have the link in the show notes uh just go ahead and look at that just go ahead and look I just ask you look at them last 10 minutes when the big boy you know I really ask him about black twitter and his thoughts and then uh you know him not caring about black twitter but then with white twitter things that that was heartbreaking right there it was really heartbreaking but you know this man is going off the deep end and you know he's going to get his wake-up call and when that happens we're not picking up the phone this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l
All right, so holding this L, we have to give it to League of the South, which is a white supremacist group down there in Mississippi. Uh, their whole identity is um, it's all about uh, you know white dominance in the South, and they can be identified. A lot of these white supremacist groups can be identified by wearing like khakis and a black shirt. Um, so be on the lookout of that. So this group, League of the South, was down uh, flying, you know, the state flag and then their own flag in front of in Mississippi down there in front of the Emmett Till Memorial. So the Emmett Till Memorial is actually right now it's bulletproof. They put up another one because numerous uh, memorials have been shot down by uh, white supremacists, which is very disgusting. Uh, and there's cameras put up and there's an alarm system now so these people the league of the south were down there trying to shoot a propaganda video basically using that same tired argument we're standing here at the Emmett Till Memorial where are the white memorials and you know all this other shit like white men ain't carved into the side of a fucking mountain you know it's just like come on just blatant lies but then people eat that shit up like Kanye West but anyways, so they're shooting this uh, propaganda video and then the alarm goes off and they start scattering like roaches. And you know how crazy it is for a memorial of a child who was wrongfully killed by uh, some bigots down there in uh, Mississippi uh, because a white woman lied and said that he whistled at her and grabbed her and all this other shit and then her husband and a few other white men you know went and killed that uh that young boy and then they were uh, found not guilty by a jury of their peers which were white men so and this uh basically kicked off the civil rights movement right so that kicked off when black folks got sick and tired of being sick and tired and be of, of being oppressed right and so to this day in 2019, you still have white supremacists hung up on the fact that this uh, this boy's death basically woke black folks up. Right. And, and ended so-called legal segregation. And so you have these white supremacist groups go down there and, you know, shoot some kind of propaganda video and they probably put a couple of bullet holes in the sign. But this new one is bulletproof and they got cameras and alarms. And the good thing about it, people have been donating to uh, that Emmett Till Foundation down there. Uh, let, me, let me see the actual name of it. It's the Emmett Till Interpretive Center. And they're actually been getting a bunch of donations uh, in light of this video being released by them you know so uh you just really have to hold this l i mean you have so many of these bigots just living in the past and i mean that was uh trump's whole you know campaign slogan was make america great again because bigots love to live in the past i mean look at the civil war reenactments that we have and look how these people still running around here flying this confederate flags being a traitor to the uh, united states of america you know it's disgusting it is these people are just living in the past and i just you know it's something that i really do not understand but you know i'm not a white supremacist so it, i guess it just boils down to them being dominant you know that's that's i guess that was a time when they could be outright comfortably being a bigot and to uh try to shoot a propaganda video down there in front of that sign that's just disgusting and there's a special place in hell for this group of bigots it's your man. you win perfect
All right, so moving on to Not All Heroes Wear Capes. Uh, we have to give it to uh, Jason Gonzalez. Uh, I respect a hustler. Uh, this was a kid uh, up in Minnesota. He's uh, 21, and he would basically uh, drive over to Iowa. Okay, um, let's see here. He would drive 270 miles to a Krispy Kreme store in Clive, Iowa where he would basically load up on a bunch of donuts and then resell them back home in Minnesota because Krispy Kreme ain't been in there in 11 years, all right? And then Krispy Kreme came at him and was like, yo, you're gonna have to stop. The Krispy Kreme's uh, Nebraska office called him and told him to stop, uh, saying that um, basically he created a liability for the company. All right, so then they told him to quit, but then last night, so this story broke uh, Sunday, uh, Saturday or Sunday, and then late Monday, yesterday, Krispy Kreme reversed and said, we are happy to work with Jason as an independent operator to ensure consistent delivery of our high quality donuts to our fans in Minnesota. Uh, we wish Jason great success and we're thrilled to help him achieve it by donating 500 dozen donuts when he restarts his business. So, um, let's see here. So he cited, so then Gonzalez threw up a GoFundMe to replace his uh, 2008 Ford Focus and, um, and he only could fit 110 dozen donuts in there. So he threw up a campaign to raise $20,000 to get him a new uh, vehicle. So let's see here. Looks like uh, he's about at $5,446 right now. So, yeah, shout out to him. I respect a hustler. If y'all know anything about me, y'all know I be out here getting it. I flip sneakers left and right. And then if I find... You know, I'd be at Ross, TJ Maxx, Marshall, be out here getting it, you know, upsell a pair of shoes from down there, double the price. So I respect a hustler because uh, you got to do what you can to keep the lights on. And sometimes that'll turn into a lucrative business. And this is him, you know, basically just, you know, they giving him his blessing now. And so it's just one of those things where it's just going to be, hey, here, we're going to donate 500 dozen donuts. And so he will buy the dozen and he will sell them um, uh, for about 20 bucks a pop. So he would make, I think, roughly about six or seven bucks more, you know, per uh, dozen donuts that he would get. And that's that's nice. That ain't too bad. You know what I'm saying? That ain't a bad profit. You know what I'm saying? So make, you know, seven to eight dollars or five to eight dollars, depending on how much you know, they are in Clive, Iowa. It just depends. And shit, ain't nothing wrong with that. And that's kind of weird that a Dunkin' Donuts ain't, I mean, a Krispy Kreme ain't been in Minnesota, the whole state in 11 years or some shit like that. That's weird. I don't know why they left, but apparently there's a big thing. And so if you can find a little hustle like that, go ahead and jump on that shit because I'm about to post some more sneakers online right now. And that's pretty much everything that i'm selling now is probably gonna be our christmas money so you know it's just one of those things you know just to you know keep an extra income flow going and you know just do your thing that's all it's about man just be out here hustling and getting it you never know what's gonna happen shit i might pop up next year with a sneaker boutique or some shit instead of an online one I might pop up with a brick and mortar one but not all heroes wear capes a lot of them be out here hustling and i respect it a hundred percent 
All right, so moving on to the last segment of the show, and I apologize um, for the sniffles, and then I got my heater running. So once I edit this, uh, hopefully you won't be hearing my heater running. It's kind of humming kind of low in the background, but it's cold as shit. My office is in the basement of my house, and it's cold as shit down here. So I apologize if y'all hear like a little bit of a low humming because my mic is picking it up. But moving on to health over wealth, you know what I say, without your health, you cannot enjoy your wealth we are creeping up on the holiday season as you know it is november one of the greatest months not because your favorite podcast host was born in that month but because of thanksgiving so with thanksgiving you have a you know a whole array of family extended family in-laws friends you know some even co-workers if y'all fuck with y'all co-workers like that coming over for thanksgiving or y'all all get together at somebody's house and always host uh, with my side of the family and my wife's side of the family. And it was always a good time, you know, sitting around playing some cards and, you know, just shooting the breeze. And I want to talk to y'all about, you know, dealing with uh, toxic family members and shit like that. Uh, nobody says you have to invite them motherfuckers over. Nobody says that. You don't have to. You know, it ain't written in stone or anything like that. And this quote is very fitting. And it says this. Uh, if their absence brings you peace, you didn't lose them. Let me say it one more time. If their absence brings you peace, you didn't lose them. So with this holiday season, with Thanksgiving coming up, with uh, Christmas, uh, with Kwanzaa, um, whatever you celebrate during that time of the year in December, um, <clears throat> And you got New Year. Some people of the family gets together on New Year's. So you got all these these consecutive holidays coming up. Um, if you got some toxic ass family members, don't deal with them. Protect your peace at all costs. I know people be like, oh, it's just one day. You can deal with your daddy. You know what I'm saying, or something like that. Or you can deal with your with your uncle or your auntie or some shit like that. Uh, fuck that. You don't have to. You don't have to. This person. Is always toxic and talking shit. You don't have to deal with that person. You know, if they got a little jealousy streak inside of them, you don't have to deal with that person at all. I am giving you permission to say fuck them. That's what I'm telling you right now. I, A Double, the host of Do Rags and Boat Shoes, is giving you permission to uninvite a toxic ass family member to your holiday shindig get together whether it's thanksgiving kwanzaa christmas new year's hanukkah whatever it is all right and this has been episode 167 of do rags and boat shoes i might drop a mini pod later on this week just to kind of get caught up with y'all so y'all can be sick of me again um but as always you know i love y'all and i appreciate y'all listening and uh, always hitting me up if an episode don't drop on that week. Uh, nothing but love and respect to y'all. And y'all will definitely see y'all next week. Maybe later on this week. But you know I love y'all. One.